Uh, welcome to the Father Seekers Podcast. My name is Pastor Keith, and joining me as always, the uh, founder and creator of Father Seekers, Pastor Barry Edgman. How are we doing on this Wednesday morning? Hey, Keith. I'm doing good, man. I got a frog in my throat, but I'm doing good. Sure. Uh, you know, late nights and... And you know what? I think as you get older, the frog gets bigger in your throat. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, could be Could be the things we do throughout the day, too. Could be. I mean, could I know be. when I'm when when I when I'm singing heavily throughout the day, yeah. my next day, my throat is shot. Yeah. Uh, that's also, too, because I'm singing in my in my throat and not through my <laughs> diaphragm like I'm supposed to. But, yeah, yeah. It, it could be all of our activities. Yeah. Hey, summer is wrapping up in Green yep. Bay. As you said, like, you know, just long, long nights um, because... Well, we're averaging uh, low 80 temperatures yeah. at the tail end of August. Kids are going back to school this week and next week. Um, football started. We're in preseason. Football preseason. Yep. Uh, we are the final preseason game uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow tomorrow uh, will be Thursday. Let's see. Who is it? Um, who? I just... Who, some, somebody told... Who do we play tomorrow who, night? The, tonight. It's tonight. It's tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Friday night? Thursday. What's today? Wednesday. I lost today. Thursday night. Um, is it the Patriots? No, nah, is it the Chiefs? Chiefs. Chiefs. Kansas Chiefs? City. Kansas Chiefs? City. Okay. <clears throat> well, well, yeah. So um what 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 do we what do we know? This is the week three of of uh Well, Jordan loves on the block. Uh a couple what, other he's, he's been, been on the block for like yeah, weeks though. I, I, I think years. That's for clicks. But I don't think anyone's ever said he's on the block, which is no. every sports writer says yeah. he's on the block. You know, I don't know. I'd look forward to though this year the the there's been discussion about the the schedule being softened. So is a light schedule. Yeah, yeah. But, I do. I do see the take a look at the Vegas lines. Like uh, the end of the preseason, like they have weak schedule there. But those are the teams that never make it to the Super Bowl. Right. You know the ones that the ones that I can't and don't quote me on this, but I can't remember the last time a, a Vegas odd to win it won it. You know. Mm, I mean, we were we were. Uh, Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills were uh, Vegas odd last year. I remember that because I I haven't looked yet for this year. And the Packers were second, and you know that would have been a great Super Bowl, Packers Bills. Uh, but Packers didn't make it. The mm. Bills didn't win it. So, mm. you know, by the way, <clears throat> if you want, if you want just Super Bowl, you mentioned Super Bowl. I, I have a friend who has the football. That from from Super Bowl thirty one. Oh yeah, the one down in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, against the Patriots, mm -hmm. Super Bowl thirty one. It's got three signatures on it. It's got Brett Favre, Reggie White, and Desmond's. That has, that has to be worth something. Oh, it's worth. He wants to sell it, and I'm trying to sell it for him. Well, how how much do you think something like that would go for? Well, um. How much I mean, do you think he's going to put it up for? Uh, it's up now. Um, it's bouncing around fifteen thousand right now. Yeah, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I mean, let's think about it. Like the the Super Bowl jackets, t shirts, and hats that yeah. were sold at yeah. like Shopco and and I think Prangyway at the time. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're, they were at the time they were like thirty dollars shirts, so that's very, very pricey. Yeah. But like they're going on secondhand like websites now for like 70, ridiculous eighty hundred bucks. Yeah. It's like, and I, I remember having one of those t shirts and one of those hats, and like. Oh, if I just would have kept it like in a box even. Okay. So this sort of leads into what we're talking about, but, but this, this ball was signed by three people. This, this, this football was signed and it, it was the first ball that was kicked off and Desmond caught it and ran it back for a touchdown. And then it was taken out of play and my friend got the ball and he got, he's well connected to the Packers and he got, uh, somebody to get Reggie Favre and Desmond to sign it. I think that ball would have been, was that the kickoff or was that a punt? It was, I think no, it was no, a punt return. No, it was a kickoff. Because I, I remember Desmond scored a touchdown to that. Yeah, in that he did. Was There's it, a, like 100, and pl 100 yeah, plus yards. Okay, okay. I, yeah, I, was, yeah. I was thinking it might have been a punt return. <clears throat> that was the first score of the game. I, 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 I'm 100% sure, almost 99%. There's, you know, 99% really doesn't mean anything. It's the 1% that means something. <laughs> um, but, I'm pretty sure it was a kickoff because I've I've got the letter of authentication. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, so it's it's uh, so if you're listening, you want to email me. If you have a I'll large amount of disposable income, <laughs> yeah. And here's when that ball is probably going to become really ridiculous. Is when 
when the Packers win the Super Bowl again. Hmm? How do you figure? Well, you would have you would have the ball from the last Super Bowl. And if you were a collector and you could get the first ball that was scored with by the Packers in this Super Bowl, that would be a, a cool little piece of yeah. paraphernalia to have there. I mean, memorabilia is. Then you want paraphernalia from uh, the Pittsburgh Super Bowl in 2013, 2012? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it, I'm not a man, but, but it's, you know, it's hard. Today we're talking about <clears throat> above all else, but about being like. B B. Yeah. So the 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 last few weeks we've been we've been talking about the same kind of theme. Yeah. Above all else. Above, yeah. Above all else. So Matthew six thirty three. Okay. Yeah. So last week we talked about about uh, knowing knowing. Yeah. Yeah. Not like knowing knowing ourselves, knowing God, knowing His will for our lives. And I think I think let's just jump in with both feet. I think that most of us most of us humans, but particularly most of us guys feel like we've got to be a certain thing all the time. Yeah. So this week, the emphasis on, is on B. B. Like B-E. Like B. Yeah. Like, no. like who am I going to be? Yeah. What do I, what do I, who am I going to be? What do I have to be? Why do I have to be that? And how, how do I get to be that positive or negative? Because the, the four words that we're talking about here is know, be, seek, and do. And most of us put do like we think we know something and then we go do it. But instead of we're talking today about, about being who we are before we go do something. And the, the important part about being who we are first, knowing who we are, then being who we are, then we're going to seek the right things. When you, when you or I go out and do things that we think we should do and they become a train wreck, then we begin to seek solutions and not the plan that God has. We seek, we seek repair, we seek restoration. But if we're seeking to, 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 to do what the Lord's called us to do or to be the father or the man or the businessman or the career guy, if we understand and know what's expected and what he's designed us for and we become that, then the things that we seek after are going to, to align us with what we're supposed to do. The train wreck happens when we try to do things that we think we know we're supposed to do, but we really don't. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I what I just thought about this, and I I, I remember reading a, a study because um, every time you every time you see a sports athlete that like retires from the game and then lose all of their money and then ends up on Skid Row. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're like, mm-hmm. well, what happened there? Yes. You had like $45 million. Yes. Like, um, but this idea is, is the same as that. Like when you, when you are told at a very young age that you're very, very special and have yeah. a unique ability right. and all the adults right. around you aren't really being like loving and caring adults around you, but they're looking at what they can get from this child. And so these, these athletes, they more often than not have problems with addiction after retirement they have a problem with uh, bankruptcy after retirement. They have a problem with depression after retirement. Uh, a lot get divorced after retirement. Um, so even if their their lives don't like fall down to skid row levels, like there's still a, a large problem that's happening with uh, with sports athletes in all sports mm-hmm. after they retire. So it's essentially yeah. so they've, they've their whole life they've been told by every adult that at that at the time their children were they look to as as uh security and comfort and mm-hmm. th- these these adults should be protecting me and loving me yeah but in turn a lot of these adults have actually just used these children right you know to better to benefit themselves and and so you're told you're you're special you're something unique you never actually go through those childhood like true uh childhood growth like most children when they realize oh i'm not that good at this yeah oh I, it's okay to just do this for fun it's a and so they go to college and then they become professionals, and all throughout their life, every every one of authority is, oh, you're so great. Well, I'll do whatever I can to keep you on my team, or mm-hmm. to keep. And then you have these men that that and women and women, though the statistic is mm-hmm. g- generally leads very much men. Um, when they retire and all that goes away, and these these people of authority don't really care about them anymore, you know, they're left to who are who am I? Mm-hmm. And that's the big question: who am right. I? I was told that I should play basketball or b- 
baseball or football my whole life. Mm -hmm. I didn't even really like it. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm not doing that, it's the B aspect. I was never, I never learned how to be right. who I am. And well, ultimately they find their solution in the depravity of life. You know, you've hit on a big thing here. There's two sides to this coin. And the one side is that, that people, coaches, we're using the athletic analogy today, but, but people, family members, coaches, friends, people, people tend to, they tend to want in others what they can't find in themselves and and desire desire to pull that out of others to help themselves like the sure. coach wanting to have a winning team he's going to do whatever he takes now i'm not saying every coach is like that no, but no, there's most some wonderful there's, coaches there's quite there. a few that are but when you've got a guy standing around and all men are this way eventually uh when you got people standing around and, and applauding clapping and saying you're the best you're great and, and you, then you begin to believe your own press. Then yeah. you begin to fabricate your life based off of achieving and acquiring accolades and claps and praises. Mm -hmm. That's what you do. You, you, yeah, I need more. So Pavlov's dog, ring the bell, salivate, here comes the food. But in, in big boy world, the bell rings, you salivate, but the food's not there unless you've gone out and worked for it. Mm -hmm. Unless you go out and, so it's crucial that when we walk, we're walking through this process of becoming the men we need to be, we're becoming the fathers we need to be, becoming the friend and the husband and the brother that we need to be. We we have to have we have to have an understanding that that be always precedes do. Yeah. Because you have a natural uh gifting at yes. something. Uh, us as men tend to think that what we do as a career are is who we are. And and athletes prove time and time again that what you do as a career isn't who you are. If you've never if you don't sharpen your actual other skills, your other skills like uh, uh how to be a good friend, mm -hmm. uh so your social skills, uh your generosity, if you don't if you don't soften your compassion, your your uh, quench for knowledge, mm -hmm. quench for wisdom, you know, your mm -hmm. thirst for wisdom. Yeah. If you don't do all of those things when, when your 40 time drops, yeah, ain't no one going to care well, about, uh, about who, who you were because of what you did. They're only going to care at that point about who you are. And if you're not a satisfactory person, I can find, I can see, I can understand why those uh, retirees from large professional sports and the music industry, mm -hmm. uh, the TV industry one. is another the same one, one when yeah. you're, when those, when all that goes away and you know, the, the flash of knowing who you are because of what you do goes away, then you're just stuck with who you are. And if you never polished up the B portion of that, when the do portion goes away, you're going to be left by yourself. I know that you've met guys like this and I forgot the term, but, uh, you know, there's the guy, the guy could have been an A player, but because he didn't become an A player, he, he, in his mind remained an A player, but, but hung out with C tier people. Yeah. Yeah. So he's an all-star. Mm -hmm. Right. So who, let's see, who's, what's the movie? Um, oh, what's it? Ah, uh, McFly. Um, back to the future. Back to the future. Yeah. Um, Biff, Biff and, and one of the, like he, he was a, he was a zero level, but he got this one break and he became something. Yeah. Part that, two. Right. Yeah, he owns a casino. Right. So well, Biff is a like he's a really good character to look at for this because in in the next one, uh, or in yeah the third one he's in the old west. Third one's the and old that's west. Griff. Yeah, he's Griff. <laughs> but in the first one, he's like the movie opens with he's out there cleaning the car. Here's a story. If we don't really understand the guy we're supposed to be, we're going to try to do things to become what we want to become, but we'll never become by doing. We won't. We have to know who we are first, and then we become. We have to understand the pattern. Like, you hit on something just a moment ago about it's it's doing is easier than being because you can just mindlessly go out and yeah. do what everybody else does and stay in the race. But well, but here's the hard part about being somebody that we're supposed to be. We have to measure ourselves. 
but we have to measure ourselves. And guys are always measuring success, influence, money, Mm -hmm. relationships, uh, where am I in life? We are always measuring on this this matrix of success who we are and 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 either being pleased with it or not. But how do I measure how do I measure becoming the man that I want to be? The other question is, what criteria am I using to assess myself? Am I using Joe's criteria? Am I using uh someone else or have I have I joined a community of faith like our Thursday night guys where we mutter about things and we talk about things and we measure each other's success we measure each other's wisdom and words by what God says then we get into this thing of okay now then we get into this level of accuracy and competency where we if we are using this one standard of per- perfection, this completeness, this wholeness, which that word perfection in in scripture means to be whole or complete. If we're using that that piece to 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 measure our competency in who we become, then then truth and honesty can come out. Yeah, the story with uh, the Back to the Future, I think I'm putting the dots together, is that uh, Biff slash Griff, uh, he's always surrounded himself with uh, subservient people yes. that were that were lower in intellectual capacity, that were yes. lower in uh, moral capacity, that he could push around and do c- command them to do as he pleased, um, because he, I mean, well, I guess the psychologist would say because he he didn't he didn't think he could do better, mm-hmm. you know, he couldn't didn't think that he had reached his ceiling, you know, and I know a lot of people have put themselves around people that make themselves feel better because mm-hmm. you know, if I, if I, if I'm the smartest one in my group of friends, I don't ever have to be much smarter sort of attitude. Uh, if, if I'm the richest person in my circle of friends, then I'm going to look like I have it all together and I'm a King. There's just lowering your standards so much. So you don't have to actually yeah. look at yourself. Um, I am, I, I, I have always been the other way. I, I want, I look for people that I want, I want character attributes from them that I feel like they're doing life better. And I get, and I gravitate towards people and, I, and, and those people and ask questions, ask as many questions as I can. Um, you know, the, the old saying that if you take your, your five closest friends and then you add up everyone's annual income and divide it by five, they promise you that that's the exact income that you have. And that also holds true with the spiritual context. Mm. If I get my five closest friends spiritually mm. and I add up our spiritual intellect and wisdom together, divided by five, I bet you I land right there. Because we as humans just have a natural uh, a natural ability of gravitating uh, towards, uh, I don't want to say less, but we don't like to stretch ourselves. We don't like challenge. We don't like to challenge ourselves. Yeah. So this is, this is a good time to, to take a look at the disciples. Because Jesus was always raising the bar on them, and he was the ultimate bar. And I've said that I said this to somebody the other day. I said, your level of leadership, your lowest level of leadership will be the highest bar that people around you follow and it's, uh, 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 aspire to get to. So your lowest bar. So you're always having set the bar high. Jesus always set the bar high because he said, he always referred to his father and the direction that his father gave him and being with his father and doing what his father said and becoming, walking, walking out this, this life, obeying his father. And I think when we, when we get to that place where we don't, we don't really have a model to aspire to or become like, then we, we gravitate to, to the low level, low pull the place where we can actually we can actually survive and be okay but never become all that we're supposed to become and there's there in where the, that's where the misery lies for most men yeah Re- regardless of your stage or your tier in life yeah yeah uh how do you correct that i i would pray for a desire to a, a desire to increase knowledge and wisdom i i I mean, there's people can say, well, it's because the people around me, I can't, there isn't anyone. Da, da, da. Yeah, you, no, that's not, that's not you, true. You got to go fish. You're just, you're just not, yeah, you're not, you're fishing in a different, in, in a, in a pond yeah. that you probably have outgrown, 
And you just don't want to challenge yourself positively or negatively to stretch your bones out, you know, go through growing pains. Truth. Um, yeah, the, they, the, the bean, uh, it's, it's, it isn't as easy, I suppose, as doing, like you said. You know, on Thursday night, I look around at those guys and most of the guys in that room, most, not all, most. I can learn something from anybody. And what I may learn from some people is I don't ever want to hear you open your mouth again. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying that about Thursday night people, but I'm just saying in general, there's, I, can, I always try to learn something. Some, But with our guys on Thursday night, most of those guys always have some very insightful things to say because they put the work in to say the insightful thing. Yeah. So they put the work in. So I think, and they're putting the work in toward a common goal. And we all on that night have a common goal. And then there's this, this accountability and this, Hey, I'm watching you this week, or I'm going to be in touch this week, or let's have a conversation about X. And when we, when we have to your point, when we have those guys around us, we're always having to, at least on our worst day, say, you know what? I know that Nate or Brock or Keith or Kyle or Dustin or name all the guys. I know they're going to be watching me this week. So for the very least, I have to stay current and steady moving forward. There's that responsibility, that accountability. And when we don't have that, we, we are, when we, when we become our own accountability, we become the problem. And then that's when we trip and fall. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I like to think like, look at your, look at like, I'm talking to, to you as a, as a listener, like crack open any social media that you have. Mm. And I'm sure all you do. Mm. Um, go into your social media feeds and see what the people that you call your friends, what mm. they're posting. Well, I know where you're going. And, mm. and I, I find it super sad. And I don't hang out on social media all too much, mainly because I find it super sad that the, the common thread as we age is we want people to think that we've done something, that we've, we've become something, that we are, are something. Mm-hmm. And, and so on these social media feeds that, that you see all these magnificent accomplishments you know, you see these beautiful homes and these, and so, and I'm not saying all posts are like this, because obviously some people are are you know they 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 use social media for the it's an, it's actual intent mm-hmm. that uh, you know I understand that Facebook had a far different intent mm-hmm. when it was invented, but then the, it was cloned into this. Well, my my family across the country and world can see right. my children, so right. that's why I do it. And then like that that was a very cool idea, and then as phones and data progressed we're like but you can you can just call them and text them and, mm-hmm. and oh i know you don't want to do that to 140 people mm-hmm. but then why why are you showing all these pictures right. to 140 people right and why like why why are you saying all these things you've accomplished to 140 240 304 yeah. 500 people what, yeah. what, what's there to gank from this yeah you know i i heard this quote and it really resonated with me and it ties in with this it's easy to do, but is it easy to be? It goes, the most convincing sign that you are living your best life is the lack of desire to show the world that you're living your best exactly. life. Exactly. Your best life will not need any so validation. Good. So good. Your best life won't need validation. And That's really good. Are we walking around trying to validate uh, who we are and what we've accomplished? Because truthfully, as I, as I think about that line, my best life won't need validation. If mm. I need to go out there and actively show people I'm living this great and perfect life, yeah. odds are I'm not living a good and perfect life then. Right. So where what what fuels that in in uh in how we interact? Like what we, we want to show people the things we've done, is it then because we're afraid to show them of who we actually are? Mm-hmm. You know You know, Keith, I think I think again you've hit on a Pretty, uh, pretty good, pretty serious idea here that uh, 
we're, we're, we, it's proven now that we are trying to become something that we're really not, but the way that we're going about it is only leading us deeper down the rabbit hole to become who we'd never wanted to be. Yeah. So when you begin to think about uh, comparisons, when you begin to think of uh, like somebody invited me to this, uh, this 50 plus fitness Facebook page, bro, <laughs> come on. Dude, please. <clears throat> so it's all these fifty plus people, and they're all. But you are know, you fifty plus? Oh yeah, yeah. They they they're doing this muscle thing, and that you know, women in it looks like underwear to me. I don't know. I just keep clicking. I'm trying to get away from it, get out of it. Can't. It keeps popping up. Anyway, bunch of muscle people, but they're all over fifty. Some of them sixty. But you know what? I applaud you. I applaud you for your hard work and your diligence, but I do not care to see any of what you show me. And I think, I think that's, that's an example. And I'm probably not a good person to be in that community, but that's an example. That's an example of, and here's what, here's what I think. Here's, here's where I want to go with this. I believe that we try to be things that we want we really we really want to be noticed for yeah and i think we do things to become recognized but then then when when jesus when jesus said um follow me and i'll make you fishers men or when he said to walk with and in humility i i i just can't there's things that I can't get past that we do sometimes to try to be recognized. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with being recognized for the right things. But, but to your point, if we're doing the right things and pursuing the right things and becoming who God designed us to be, then we're going to be recognized mm -hmm. in the right way. Yeah. So now I wonder what's the problem? How do we, how do we get down the rail so far in the doing part, trying to become something before we know and, and are able to be who God designed us to be. I think it has to do with our definition of what success is. Yeah. And as I say success, close your eyes, listener, say success mm -hmm. and say, how would I be successful? Mm -hmm. First thing you see. What is it? You yeah. Know, I think that that is what you define as success. And, uh, and if they don't, if it, if that version of success isn't lining up biblically, yeah. if that version of success isn't lining up morally, uh, if that version of success doesn't glorify God, doesn't glorify uh, His works, doesn't honor your family, doesn't honor your wife, mm. doesn't doesn't honor your children, um, my guess is that you are missing the point. Mm. And I would put everything I own on that because of. Uh, because I've seen success. Hmm. Do you think, do you think that the, the nar the narcotic for trying to be something that you really don't know what you're supposed to be by doing, do you think the narcotic is business busyness? Oh, it could be. I think it's uh, I, I, I think irregardless of the attribute or trait that we signal in to be the bad one, I think it's because we have, uh, a lack of something else. It's not because something slipped in there like a snake in a garden. Mm -hmm. It's because we lack something else. And we, 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 we lack, I mean, <laughs> we were talking about this in the pre-show that we have, we lack humility. Mm -hmm. We lack, uh, we lack a fear of God. Mm -hmm. We lack having a God. Mm -hmm. And I, I hear a lot of I can I hear a lot of people say they're they're a Christ follower, mm -hmm. but because I follow something, because I say I follow something, but I'm actually not following. Like so, if if I'm following, uh, we'll say Barry. If I'm following Barry as we walk around town, and but I'm not actually following him, I'm going in the other direction, and then screaming at the top of my lungs, "No, I'm following Barry!" Everyone would say, mm -hmm. "No, no, Barry's that way." Mm -hmm. You are not following Barry. You're actually mm -hmm. going out of town the opposite direction. Yeah. But then you can say, nope. Who are you to tell me? Mm -hmm. I'm following Barry. No, Barry, literally Barry's 18 miles away in the other direction. 
And how often as, as Christians do we say the same thing? No, I'm following Christ. Don't you dare question my, my really? Cause Christ, so, is, Christ is that away. So, so if, if, if Jesus were on Facebook and I was his friend and I followed him, that that qualifies me as a follower but it doesn't quantify my behavior. Correct. Correct, yeah. Yeah. So I think so when people do this and you ask what what is that? I don't think it's it's something that's slithered in like a snake. I don't think it's something like no, well, no, if no. I remove that. No, no. We're good. No. I think it's a it's having a lack of things. No, well, yeah, in a, a lack of understanding of who you're supposed to be. And essentially an overpowering overbearing amount of a god complex. Yeah. That I I that I can he probably could too, but I got this one. Yeah. Well, I think I think when we try to be something that we were never designed to be, we can say that there's this this fusion of 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 insecurity, pride, and arrogance. And I think that it those those three pieces that create a concoction are always the ones that lead us off track. And I think that it's very simple. <clears throat> to get to the place to, to be who you're supposed to be. And I think we have to do those right things. And what, what are, what are, I've got three, three little phrases here that I want to look at. Well, first I think who we are being, who we are has to do with our identity. Who, who do we see, see ourselves as who, who do we perceive and understand ourselves to be? Because we will function out of that. Like if I perceive and see and understand myself to be a great mechanic, then I'm going to do everything in my power to be a great mechanic. I'm going to work. I'm going to read. I'm going to study. I'm going to expose myself to great people. I don't know. I don't know. Because if you think about it in the complex of, of having a God complex, if I believe myself to be a great mechanic, there's no reason for me to get better. There's no reason you have a Biff complex then, right? A Biff complex. You know, I it, think we're going to steal that. We're gonna we're gonna coin that. I mean, Biff complex. If, if if I'm I'm a good mechanic, why do I have to prove myself? I prove myself over and over. Everyone knows I'm a good mechanic because you because you're satisfied with doing the minimum. And I think I think truthfully, as Americans, I think that America in general is falling has fallen more in that category than the rest of the world. Yeah, yeah. When we look at identity, identity forms who we are and and many of us run around with being inferior feeling inferior insecure isolated um and and i think we do things sometimes to 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 not feel that way Mm -hmm. to boost us to make us feel better so then we end up doing things that we really shouldn't be doing or pursuing things i think that i think if you're on a healthy track what you initially said is very accurate right? right but i wonder how many people even listening are on a healthy track. I don't. That's the question. You know, that's the question. Are you challenging yourself or are you yeah. resting on your laurels? Yeah. I'm a good Jesus person, but I'll tell you what, if I rest on my laurels today, tomorrow I won't be as good as I am today. And the right. next day I'll be a little bit worse, you know, a little bit worse, a little bit worse. Back to the base scripture for this. Jesus said, don't worry. Look, don't worry. Don't worry about today or tomorrow. Be concerned with today. Look at today, follow today, be today. And as we move through today, we're going to have the wisdom and the insight of how to how to focus on the proper things. And I think when we lose our focus, we we we, we get rabbit trailed and sidetracked. So it's so important to have a plan and to to be on this track of of growing and becoming because we can get sidetracked and when we do, mm-hmm. we mess up and we have to come back and course correct. Are we staying hungry or not? You know, no, like, the like good, that's like, the question. Uh, one of my that's favorite, the question. One of my favorite movie lines uh, is in Rocky uh, Rocky Three, when when Apollo is talking to Rocky, and Rocky's all bummed out and he's not training good, and Apollo goes, "You lost that eye of the tiger. You lost that eye of the tiger." And then Rocky gets the eye of the tiger back. Um, but like I ask my like I, I I think of that like, am I staying hungry? Do I still have that? attack mentality when it comes to ganging knowledge on my faith walk. Because uh, when I rest in my laurels, I lose that eye of the tiger for sure. I, 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 I'm i not a fighter then. I'm not a, uh, I, I'm not 
I need to, I need this and I need to get better at this at all costs because when I, when I, when I don't, uh, I fall, I fall fast myself. And so I, I ask you as a, as a listener and, you know, do you have that eye of the tiger still, you know, have this morning when you woke up, did you, have you said today is not only going to be a great day, but I'm going to get even better at what I, what I, what I, what I'm doing. And I'm not talking professionally though. That's included as well. Uh, spiritually, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm going to understand, I'm going to read scripture and, and cause I'm hungry and thirsty for it. And because of my hunger and thirst, God is going to, uh, show me things that I, I'm not, I have not been normally privy to, you know, if we, if we're sitting still, we're probably actually going backwards. Mm, that's good, Keith. So we land on this topic a lot, um, at least here anyway, and it's it's the discussion about the original design, how did God design us originally? And I think one of those pieces about, and we talk about this quite a bit on Thursday night, is intimacy versus activity. Like, does my activity supersede, my, does my activity for Jesus and for the things I think that are important exceed my level of intimacy with my king and my father because the level of intimacy that I have dictates my direction. It, it dictates the activity that I pursue and then I try to live out. The other one is what are the causes that I live for versus the Christ that I live for is Christ flipped to first place and in his, his will and desire and cause becomes my cause. And then the last one is how, how do we practice being present with the Lord and making him present with us? For example, I read a book a few weeks ago called the table of inwardness. And the whole book is about being, having an intimacy with Christ that, that is not just that devotional time or in the morning or in time of crisis or in church, but wherever we are, we have this ongoing presence, this conversation, this, this exchange of the Lord speaking and, and guiding and giving us, giving us way. And as I've, as I've looked at these three pieces here, Intimacy versus activity causes versus Christ and practicing his presence. I'm beginning to see a pattern in my life where, where, where my activity gets ahead of my intimacy. And then, then the activity becomes ineffective and then it becomes busyness. And then it becomes just, it just wears me out. But have you noticed when you're on, on par and you're on course and you are hitting on all You've got a, you've got a, in this analogy, you've got a European 12 cylinder. 12? You're hitting all, you're hitting on all 12, like yeah. your, your light speed. Yeah. And you feel it and you know it and you're like, I'm on today. I like that you said European and not a specific European country. Yeah. And then I immediately went, well, it's got to be Italian, right? And then I thought, no, I like McLaren a lot. McLaren. Well, so I know, like that you. We're not getting paid by anybody. Keith. I like that you <laughs> kept the door wide open there to have go. my imagination go. Oh, but at that that oh that Lotus too. A Lotus Elise is my mm-hmm. favorite car. Oh, but anyway, I digress. whichever car, whichever car. All right, we're gonna go yeah, with a Lotus yeah. Elise. So, so when we're on on all cylinders and we're firing and we are we are blazing down the road at high speeds. We know what that feels like because we're in position. We positioned ourselves to not only know what God is saying and doing and guiding, but be, we are actually being in, in the present moment, the man he wants us to be. And we are, we are flying down the road. And sometimes we have to slow down. Or we have to take a pit stop or we have to have a repair made. But we can do it. But it has to be this thing where, 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 where I know that that God has created me to be like Jesus. He's created me to follow that pattern. And when I miss the mark and I don't 
or, or miss the instruction or miss the memo and I, I make a mistake and, or I fall and sin and create pain, then God is there to always help me. And I think that's where some of us just go autopilot on busy sometimes or autopilot on caving where we just go, you know what? I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I've been doing this and nothing's happening. What are you doing? Because what you're doing may not be what you're supposed to be doing. But then it's the, it's the do portion again. We're back to do. So, so the, the key is, do I know who he is in my life? And do I know what he wants me to do? If the box is green check, yes, then we have to go now. What do I have to do to become the man he's shown me that I need to be? What do I, what, what does it I have to do? And there's where we are. What do we have to do? Because in being the man that God has designed us to be, we actually, and this is the other part of that book, we actually are practicing the presence of God. I heard a statement the other day, you know, we've always heard all our life practice makes perfect. It does not. <laughs> practice makes permanent. Yeah. So if we're, if we're, if we're, or at least r- rhythmically hitting and moving forward and every day we are bettering our understanding of knowing him and being the guy he wants us to be, then we are growing forward. We are not going to stagnate we're not going to burn out if we use this as the measuring piece. Is this the assessment tool of knowing and being the guy that God's called us to be? Yeah, I. So all this, all this talk about cars and open roads, and mm-hmm. uh, it, it 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 makes me think of this analogy that um, that I, I've 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 honestly been praying on this last week is. Uh, what what am I going to be judged on from from my father from God, uh, and I'll I'll do it in in, in place in, in terms of a car. Uh, so I don't think that God is going to judge me in all the great things I've done, and we'll call that the, my top speed. Mm, like that's I don't good. I don't think my car is going to get judged on its top speed from my Creator. I also don't think that God's gonna judge me on the repair work that would needed to be done throughout the duration of my engine's life. The, the, you know, the simple things going out because of just overuse, the, the, this install was bad. And so it made this part of, uh, of, of the engine not function as well. I don't think the, 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 the things I missed on in life are also what me and, and my dad are going to have a long conversation about, uh, I don't think it's I'm going to be judged on how easy my engine starts up, how I started this journey. Oh, that's good. I, I don't think that he's going to, you know, I'm saying I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm going to be judged on all the things that have already happened so much so as how my engine idled. Mm, that's now, good. Now, when you when you think of a car's engine idling, if it if a car doesn't idle properly, the engine all of the engine runs like garbage. And I bring this with my faith walk. We we give idling a, a bad rap a lot of times because the mm-hmm. you should be always be growing. You should always be growing. Mm-hmm. You should always be growing. But the, the reality of the fact is you're, you're going to go in large seasons, uh, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly, mm-hmm. of seasons that you are not growing. Mm-hmm. And what are you doing in those seasons? I think my dad's going to talk to me about the things I missed while I idled, mm. about the the opportunities that I had that I chose to not live wisely around non-believers, that I chose to, I chose to live more for me in those opportunities than for him. Uh, again, my top speed's fast. You know, if, if, if my Christ walk is a, is a, is an engine. Yeah. I have a good top speed. Mm. Uh, it's it, it, the startup was a little rocky. Mm. Took a lot of, a lot of years mm. in the garage to build it before it could start. Uh, I don't think those are the things that, that God, God's going to say, Oh, good job. Good job on those. Mm. But I want to talk about when your car was just idling in place mm-hmm. and how that affected. So the thing when we are, when we go through these seasons of idle, when we go through um, these seasons of idling, am, am I still being productive for the rest of my engine? Mm-hmm. 
it, does my car still operate and fire well while I idle? You know, it's it all depends on if you're a coming coming diesel or if you're if you're <laughs> McLaren who who's not designed to idle but it's designed to run at high speeds. Yeah. Right. What again being what what did God design us to be? And I think to your point about idleness, those are periods where however you idle or however you do what you do, um, I I believe that those idling times, eventually forward moving, can be times of growth and understanding. They they have to be. Yeah, perhaps in the moment, or perhaps moving forward into the future. And and I think I know I beat myself up for missing the mark or or being idle or ah, I missed that one. I, but you know. Um, I think the quicker we forgive ourselves, learn the lesson, move forward and don't keep repeating. I think we're better off and we don't, we don't, we don't waste all this time about worrying about tomorrow today because today becomes tomorrow and we miss today because we're worried about yesterday. It's so as we become this guy and we we're, we're hitting all the boxes what what's the one thing you what would you say to a guy that's that's running eighty percent and he's got twenty percent margin where he's he's always addressing and he's always tweaking and acquiring new knowledge and implementing new knowledge what what do you say to that guy what do we say to that guy today? That's actively doing everything that's suggested. Well, yeah, that's got that's you know checking about community faith, mm-hmm. got brotherhood, moving forward. He doesn't just want to be satisfied. Yeah, uh, but but he's becoming the guy that God wants him to be. Yeah. What What do you say to that guy? I guess to tie a bow on this episode, I I wouldn't say anything to him because he doesn't need validation from me. I would say nothing to him because odds are he's on the move. There's nothing I'm going to say that's going to, uh, that's going to change his directive. There's nothing I'm going to, and that's a positive thing. I would say nothing to him because I actually probably wouldn't have the opportunity to say anything to him. Mm. He he doesn't need validation from me. He encouragement's great to give to encourage and, and love on your brother is great, but I, I in in regards to what I. I would have nothing to say that he uh, that he wouldn't, I guess, instinctively already know. But the question is, is does that person exist? You know, I, I don't know if they do, because I I, I look in my, in my faith walk is is good. Is it is it I is it the best I, I can? No, I don't think I'm I don't think I'm doing the best I can yet either. Mm. So I don't know if that person, that almost perfect model. Even, even, even truly exists, and if they do, there ain't nothing there. I'm going to say. Well, he, yeah, there ain't nothing I'm going to say. The, that's, mo- that's the model, bad. yeah, the model is Jesus, right? But I think as we move forward, and we're we're working on that eighty percent thing, like we heard Thursday night was really good. But we use that twenty percent margin to go. Okay, this eighty percent is running hard and good, but this margin, I eventually want to close the twenty down to eighteen, the sure. margin, and and sharpen things up. But I'm always on this progression. I'm always moving forward. I'm not I'm not just stuck in a spot. I'm not just I'm not just I'm not just wasting or spinning or to your point idling. I'm I'm I hit this eighty, I'm killing the eighty, now I'm going to eighty one. But I'm always moving forward. I'm always growing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the secret here about becoming is that we don't beat ourselves up. We don't, we don't, oh, if I'm not doing things like Keith is, nope. I'm, yeah. I'm going to miss the boat. Like That's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, he's so awesome. And what you do is great. But if, if we could copy the things that's great in your life, like you say you do, you copy the great things in somebody else's life, and then you figure out how to apply those to your life. Like being a dad, you said you that about being a dad. You look, you look and see, uh, uh, what's this guy? This one thing that this guy does is a great dad. Well, I'm going to learn that and implement that. Mm-hmm. And then you make it your own. Yep. 
and then you become. You ain't gotta, that's you, how we do it. You ain't got to keep everything from everybody. You just take a yeah. little bit from everybody and that and throw it in the into this uh into this big pot of stew, and that's who you are. And yeah. if you're picking from the right people, you're picking right. the right actions, that's the good. right motives. Right. You're gonna have yourself a good stew. Yeah. You know, I have a KTM motorcycle. Mm. And and I like I like cars. I like motorcycles a lot. Here, the KTM is notorious for. There's one big flaw in its design. It's an Austrian-based company, it's a brilliant company. It's a world-class, world championship-winning company, KTM. But the bike I have in particular, one problem it has is overheating. Really? Now it says the it's the people on on forums say yeah it it just but as long as you keep moving. The engine won't seize up, mm. so the engine is it has to be air cooled as well. Like, well, you have to move, and the air actually helps make the the engine not overheat and not lock. So people say, yeah, you just can't let that thing sit on idle for forty minutes, or the engine's going to lock up due to overheating. I think about that with my faith walk, you know, like, uh, like I can't, I, I, I can't like sit in my driveway with the engine on for 40 minutes, not going anywhere, not doing mm. anything. Keep moving, Keith. Something's going to happen. Keep moving. And the KTM, the engine overheats and then seizes. So I encourage you, if you're going through a season of, uh, of no growth, if you're going through a season of hurt, uh, depression, how, how, how long have you been sitting in your driveway not mm. moving? That's good, dude. How long right have there. you been? Because I'll tell you what, maybe the simplest solution is just get down the road. <laughs> just get down the road. Part of being is is doing, yeah. but be first. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The KTM knows what it is. He knows what he is. Knows what it is. But he's got to be doing it, it right. It just has to be going down the road or else that engine's going to seize. That's good, Bo. So thanks for joining us for this episode of That's the Father good. Seekers Podcast. Hey, if you dug this episode and you think that someone you know may benefit from it, uh, pl please, for the love of, of for the love of Jesus, share the podcast. <laughs> share the podcast. Let please. your friends know. Yeah. Um, subscribe if you haven't yet. Yeah. Uh, press the press the subscribe button yes. so you know we are we are usually a weekly podcast. Press we it a hundred times. We take we take breaks here and there, but when you subscribe, then we are in your feed and yeah. you know when a new episode drops. Yeah. So, hey, for Pastor Barry, thank you, sir. Yes, sir. We will uh, be back again next week uh, talking more still on this topic yeah. of... Above all else. Above all else. I love yeah. it. All right. Thank you for listening to Father Seekers Podcast. We'll talk to you soon.